ladies and gentlemen, my name is Austin. My name is Ian. And welcome to the Stompbox Situation. We have an awesome pedal for you guys today. We are doing the MXR Carbon Copy Delay. Beautiful dark green Yes, we can't stop talking about this color over here. We really want to ask for the question of the day. What do you think that color green should be called? And if it is called something official, tweet at us. Let us know. Mm -hmm. Twat us. Twat us. (laughs) Twat twat something at us. Um, Instagram it. Twat it. it. And (laughs) Facebook it. (laughs) Uh, uh. (laughs) Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, Yeah, today we have an amazing pedal. It's an analog (laughs) delay. It's by MXR. It's a carbon copy. You just heard a little bit of its magic from Ian. There he is. There it is. Okay, okay. Um, Right now we have the delay setting on a somewhat long one of the longest delay setting it could it could go up to it can go up to 600 milliseconds so right now we have it at i would say what would that be what time would that be three o'clock yeah like a yeah. like a like a two three o'clock three forty-five, two forty-five, two forty-five. 245 mix late, is at noon late lunch Rege- <laughs> regeneration is at noon as well it's a three knob pedal to give you guys a visual laydown of it. Like we said before, it was a a beautiful dark green shimmer effect in the sun. It's that kind of pedal that when you see on the street you stop and you say, Wow. Damn, that's a fine pedal. Damn, that's a fine pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Doing some research for this episode, uh, I found out that the owner or the I should say the creator of Way Huge Pedals. Um, from back in the day and from today, George Trips was actually brought in when Dunlop bought MXR to work on the new MXR pedals. So the mm-hmm. carbon copy delay would have been the first pedal that George Trips and his team worked on while they were also working on the way huge pedals with Dunlop as well for their re-release. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really cool that that such a powerful name in the pedal industry was involved in two of, I would say, two of the most staple brands today mm-hmm. of stomp boxes. Um, if not the most popularized and useful, in my opinion. Yeah. And so, Austin, why don't you tell us what you found out too about um, a couple of weeks ago or, or very recently about the inside of the MXR carbon yeah, copy? Yeah, so plate. the face layout of the MXR carbon copy, there's three knobs. There's a regeneration, mix, and delay. And there's a button you could push, which is the modulation. And it just gives the delay just, I guess, tape saturation and tape warble. And I found out recently that there's, um, what's it fucking called? It's not dip switch. Fuck. What's it called? I don't know the name. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's something <laughs> inside of the MXR. You can adjust the speed and width of the modulation on the delay, which is super cool. I found it out recently. I wish I knew about it earlier, but you have to get to it by taking off the back plate which is a pain in the ass, Johnny Cash, middle finger. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and you could fuzz face it by like having a piece of tape on the back and mm-hmm. just you know, leaving it open all the time, no screws. Um, mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, that's not convenient, yeah, especially if, once they put it on the board, mm-hmm. Velcroing it. Exactly. Once you've committed to having it on the board and you have it Velcroed down, it's not always really then convenient mm-hmm. to go on the back end. So for the more adept pedal user – that is going to be much more useful. But for someone like me who doesn't use a delay pedal that much, um, I'm never going to open up the back. And yeah. I'll probably never. It's a set and forget kind of thing. Use it. Yeah. Even when you first get it, just the factory setting that it comes with, which is I'm pretty sure just new and everything. Mm-hmm. It sounds great anyways. Yeah. And, and, and exactly. And it's in a position that, that you're probably not going to want to change anyways mm-hmm. for a lot of people. It's something that I didn't even know you could change. And I was happy with the pedal. Exactly. So, you know, there you go. It's like a testament to how fantastic the design is also of the pedal because at three knobs, one stomp, it delivers a range of tones for all mm-hmm. sorts of different styles of music, whether you're trying to achieve reggae sound or achieve a pop tone or even just your slapback country tone. Um, there's a lot of variety in this MXR mm-hmm. pedal. Yeah, and before we get into how the pedal sounds... The pedal is an analog delay. It uses bucket per grade technology, which is really cool. I found that out recently. That is so awesome. So now yeah. I can't stop thinking about 
those vintage memory bands. I know, right? Which know. really is like a you know sets the the precedent for the tone yeah. of delay pedals for a lot of people, and especially the purists. Like you know when you have something and you like it, and then you find out something that doesn't really affect how it already sounded to you normally or in the beginning, and then you like it more. Yes, absolutely. And you don't want to like it more <laughs> because you know. Then it's like, oh, I only like it more because memory man is involved or yes. you, not even involved you just think about that yes i know what you're saying it's like you don't you shouldn't care on some level right mm -hmm. that there's some renowned name involved but but mm -hmm. you do because because when you look at something like you know a memory man it, it just it's like when you think about a clone it's like a circuitry that's that just did the job in the way people wanted it done and it was reliable and people mm -hmm. enjoyed it and it delivered consistent tone and and when you have a product like that, like you said, it's 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 like you almost don't want to be hyped about it, but mm -hmm. but you are inevitably. And yeah. I think it's really because they're good products. You know, I think, mm -hmm. you know, even though I could sit here and sort of hate on a lot of people who overhype different shoes or different technological products, mm -hmm. the reality is a lot of those are fantastic products, and that's why people hype them. You know, mm -hmm. and, and that's so, why there's people trying to mimic them. Exactly. And so I think it's, you know, it is one of those things, like you said, that, that changes the way you feel yeah. about the pedal. You don't want it to, but it will. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. And and it's, you know, and it's it's a small size compared to a lot of delay pedals, which is it a is. major benefit. It's and like I don't a quarter think a of, of the size of a memory man. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you're going to get those same consistent classic tones out of it that you would get with a memory man or, mm -hmm. or another delay Close pedal. Close to it. Yeah. kind of mimicked it along the years yeah yeah mm -hmm. um so without further ado i think we're going to get into yeah, demoing this pedal austin's it. going to be running the pedal and the knobs mm -hmm. for us today um and i'm going to be manning the gibson 2016 33 mm -hmm. es 339 and that's going into a Vox AC15, and we've got it running into Austin's pedal board, which mm -hmm. if you want to check out, we're going to feature it later on our Instagram. Um, and besides that, we've got our EQs about at noon, and the rest of the pedal board's turned off except for that delay. Yeah. We're going to start off with something really basic. A lot of people just set the carbon copy to one setting and then just keep it there kind of thing. So we're going to like give... me. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start off with just a good old slap. Nothing too crazy. Ian's going to go a little country on us, maybe a little blues on us. We'll see what happens. We'll see what this pedal inspires him to do. Um, first off, we'll give you a little dry tone, too, um, just for a little plane of reference. All right, so that's just a dry tone for you, just to give an idea. Country beginning with some pretty cool blues stuff. Little faux country blues for you guys. Oh, no yeah. time really on that. Just some noodles. Just also, some noodles. last podcast we did the Phase One Hundred. Yes. So if you like what you're hearing, this is Ian. <laughs> 
Ian's playing today. But if you don't like what you're hearing, that this is, is also, also Ian, Ian playing today. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just a little that's funny slap <laughs> delay setting that you could do on the MXR, which is really cool. You can hear how Ian was kind of playing around on it, pushing a little bit. You can hear that the delay is a little bit brighter. So the cool thing is about the carbon copy is the faster the delay is, or the quicker it is, the brighter it's going to be. And then the longer it is, the darker it's going to be. And you'll especially hear it in the trails of the delay. So as we move on, we're going to get into longer delay times and eventually mess with the modulation setting on it. And then we'll get in some weird spaceship sounding stuff that you could do on analog delays, which is pretty famous. It's just turning the feedback all the way up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, we were saying earlier, I mean, I'm not much of a country player at all. I, w I would never say I even really know how to play country, but you can use it for stuff that falls into that honky tonk, rockabilly, maybe even psychedelic cowboy vibe type stuff with this pedal. Mm -hmm. You can really capture those tones. And then you can take it all the way to, like you said, to a shoegazer place where you might be playing over some electronica or some, you know, some indie music mm -hmm. or even some psychedelia. But but when you really crank that run out, like you said, yeah. you can get into a whole textural territory where you can get weird and some weird funky. spacey vibes. Yeah. A lot of textural stuff, a lot of airy stuff, a lot of roomy stuff. And so almost some alien sounds, right? Yeah. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> So right, to move on, cool. we're going to change the setting up. We're going to go into a little de longer delay time. I'm going to put the mix knob a little past noon. We're going to go around 3 o'clock. So the delay is going to be a little bit louder, but the mix knob fully up anyways isn't that drowning to the dry signal. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do that. We're going to bring up the regeneration a little bit, and then we're just going to let Ian vibe out again. Awesome. Let's do it. So you can hear the delay run out there and how much there's delay. And there you can hear how it's just warm, but there's a lot of run out. There you almost get that echo, right? It's almost at the point where it's feedbacking. Yes, I was about to say that. Yeah, you can almost hear it at the very end, like. You can hear it start to. It's almost going to oscillate. So if you bring out that regeneration knob a little bit more. I'll just, I'll just do it. Yeah, just crank it up. So he's cranking. So Austin, like he said, he's cranking the regeneration knob. And that's pretty much a self-oscillation mode. Just yeah. staying on some pentatonic stuff there, but just giving you an example of like how you can in one moment right here on let's say an E pentatonic, you could just add that to a song or even and like mm -hmm. some of that those little three note riffs with some delay and some self-oscillation is what creates a lot of the sounds for people like Edge. Yeah, on, it will U2. create the song. If you go and listen to an Edge record, or a U2 record, Edge record. <laughs> Edge oh, record. yo, it's me, Edge, with the solo album. <laughs> he's not even British, he's Irish. So insulting. He's going to be like, who the fuck is this he guy? Like this guy. Rush. Um, but if you, if you go and listen to a U2 record, you'll hear a lot of delay used mm -hmm. in a way that then creates a rhythmic pattern or texturization to a song. Mm -hmm. It creates the song. It, it literally creates a song. And so mm -hmm. edge is famous for that. And I was just showing there at the end with that, just a literally first position 
E minor pentatonic, E blues scale. And you can just add these self-oscillating textures that can take a song to the next level. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. You'll have to excuse me. I don't use delay really in my own playing, mm -hmm. but I'm doing my best to example it for you guys. I think he's doing an amazing job. <laughs> Thank you. DM Austin. us and let us know how Eden's doing today. How did don't, you do on time-based Don't, don't let us know. <laughs> Go back an episode, listen to the one where Austin's playing, and oh, let us the, know. A phaser. Let oh, us yeah. know how you feel about that. DM us. Yes, seriously. Us. We always want to know what you. We always want to hear what you guys have to say mm -hmm. about our podcast and what you think could be done to improve it or add on to it. Mm -hmm. um, just, just putting that out there. So we're going to move on from this one. We're going to go to. I don't know if I mentioned earlier. I can't remember, but. The delay times can go from 20 milliseconds to 600 milliseconds. So right now around noon, noonish, we're going to push into something that has longer delay times. I'm going to turn down the regeneration so it doesn't, you know, drown you guys in delay. I'm going to bring down the mix a little bit. And then after this, we'll get into the modulation and then get into all the weird alien stuff we can do on this. Awesome. Let's do it. I'm excited. Yeah, it is I mean, pretty what, cool. What's your thought on that setting? You know, I think... Do you think you would use that yourself? Because Ian isn't a huge delay guy to begin with. Under the right circumstances, for sure. Yeah, it's not that I'm not a fan of delay. I think for me, I learned a lot of music coming out of a rock and roll, blues, jazz background. And I think, although you can hear a lot of delay in the psychedelic rock and roll I enjoy... Mm -hmm. You'll hear it in, in, with certain guitar players. I think it's less commonly used by players that I really enjoy. And so it just so happened to be that I learned via those guys and via mm -hmm. those styles. And it never really called for delay. And so I think I just didn't really start using it until the last year of my life, probably. And now I'm just seeing the different ways you can use it. So I think I'd use it if I was trying to add some textural stuff, if I was in... A multitude of different like if it was a pop band or an or an indie band mm -hmm. or even a live tronica band you could you could use that to generate a lot of different textures so i would use it in that sense texturally you'll hear some people use it to really accentuate time yeah or rhythm and for me i see it more as a way to add a little color and texture to a song so that's how i would use it right if i mm -hmm. was just trying to add a little more flair to a song that might mm -hmm. already be open and already have chords established and so i wouldn't i would use it so i wasn't cluttering the rest of the song i would say okay yeah. so if the singer's already playing g c and d i would just accentuate those triads using the delay over the g c and d that way i'm not in the way but i'm adding an ethereal and textural effect yeah 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 so that's that's probably how i'd use it okay yeah and you know it's fun it's fun digging into this one because i i have a digital delay i have the kilobyte caroline from caroline pedal company and it doesn't get a lot of use because of the style of music i play but when i do use it it's much different than that too and so mm -hmm. it's fun getting to play around on this one and explore some new textures just an analog it's, versus digital yeah it's just giving me some new ideas mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah, digital for me has been a very useful thing in the textural sense also, and I think that's where I'm coming from too, is I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't use it as much uh, in a time-based sense, which is funny that it's time-based Tuesday, time -based and that's Tuesdays. not how I use it, but yeah. but I've heard you use it a lot to accentuate rhythm in a song, and oftentimes you'll, you'll um, match the delay with like the eighth note count on the song. Oh, to the tempo? Yeah. 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 To the tempo. Yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. it was just <laughs> eighth note count on the song. <laughs> no, I like to use delays a lot feeding into my reverb because I like to have the tail of my reverb to be a little longer, but I also don't want to just have this insanely long, you know, reverb setting. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to be just like so drenched you can't even hear the instrument. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to feed... A, like my guitar delayed signal 
into my reverb and have my reverb not have such a long decay mm. because then I could just consistently feed. It's yes, like totally. if we're yeah. in a boat and the boat is sinking, instead of just the boat sinking right away, I have a bucket and I'm using the bucket to throw the water out. Yes, yes. It's I a slow you're sink. You're not letting all that reverb just pour on in mm -hmm. and and bring the whole mix down. Yeah, I know mm -hmm. exactly what you mean. And the delay allows you to almost like portion it out, mm -hmm. right? Um, and use it in a way that's almost more conservative um, in a good exactly. way. A little right? more controlled. Yeah, a little more controlled and focused, right? Mm -hmm. Which is great thing about this pedal because at the lower settings, you can get these really controlled and focused delays mm -hmm. and it's not really until you get to probably above what 75 percent mm -hmm. on that, the delay time or on the regeneration on the um regeneration that mm -hmm. it gets really crazy right mm -hmm. yeah. let's do it. let's let's do 75 yeah. on the regeneration and we'll go up from there we'll go up from and there i'll just play like the same chord mm -hmm. the cool thing about the mxr is that it's an analog delay so it will self-oscillate at some point so once we hit 75 we're probably going to start getting some weird noises going Let's do it. So, yeah. Let's talk to the aliens, my brother. <laughs> See, the cool thing about that, that's a setting that you won't really need a reverb pedal. Exactly. You're kind of already yeah. there. Yes. If you want to exactly get really mean. wet, really time-based, boom. Really wet, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you like you're already kind of there. Yes, I know exactly what you mm -hmm. mean. So if you're feeling like you've got limited pedal space or you've got limited money, which we all understand as... We're all pedal, there. pedal addicts and, yep. and young up and coming musicians, it might save you a little room or a little money, you know, mm -hmm. um, in that sense, because not everybody needs reverb all the time. And some people already, you know, most, most amps have built in reverb and a lot of people would say it's not great, but I think mm -hmm. you could get by right with that. And yeah. let's say you have the delay pedal, mm -hmm. you'd have a, you'd have an ability to get a really wet tone, like you said, without having to have a reverb on it. A yeah. reverb on it. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Cool. Let's feed the carbon copy into the big sky. And I'll just put a generic large hall on yeah. a big sky. Yeah, that sounds We'll good. kill the delay for now just so you guys can hear the reverb alone. We are kind of going off on a stray. You know, time-based twos and everything, but mm -hmm. let's just see what it sounds like. Yeah, let's you do know, it. Same setting that we just had that we were saying, you know, you may not need a reverb because it may be a little excessive. Mm -hmm. It could get a little too wet and a little too distracting, especially if you're playing, you know, with the band or you're playing in a venue and the venue already has the sound of the room. Yes. Austin and I were thinking, since we were talking about the delay with the reverb, that it would just be a good idea to go ahead and show you, mm -hmm. um, regardless of the fact that it's time-based Tuesday. So this is a... What do we have going on here, Austin? I'm just going to put on a medium to large hall. Okay. Something super basic. Nothing nothing crazy. No pitched reverb. We're going to be using the big sky. Feeding into the delay. Sorry. So the delay is feeding into the reverb. Okay. Kind of thing. So let's just get the give you guys the sense of what the hall sounds like. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's a beautiful hall. Simple. Simple, Simple, subtle, it's there. It sounds like you're in that big asshole. Yeah, you're in a big asshole. Can you give us a, just a string Strum. slap? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Something quick so we can hear the decay. Totally. 
just going to let that ring. Can't, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever have to sample a pedal, this is my personal take on it, but a, a G over a C always sounds good. <laughs> On the first strum of a pedal, uh, uh, on the first strum of a pedal demo, uh-huh. if you if you get nervous, unsure, go to that G over C. What about an F over C? That might be weird. Oh, shit, we might need to do that. Hold on. F over C. <laughs> <laughs> Moody. Equally as cool. <laughs> Ian just started an indie rock band. Just which now. Happened this just now. <laughs> so that's the sound of the big sky. It's just a simple hall, simple large hall. Right now we're going to turn on the carbon copy feeding into the big sky. Same setting as we did before. Nothing changed. Complete natural. just to give you an idea of how long the run out is. You can't mess up because then See, it's like yeah, you have the to thing wait. Is, when you mess up with the delay in such a long reverb, <laughs> you don't just mess up once, you mess up for a solid, <laughs> solid at least 10 seconds. That You must hate that live sometimes if you hit the if wrong If you mess little, up, just do it. Because you know sometimes your finger just like, you just hit like, mm-hmm. like oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... You can't just move on from that, too. No, it's like, all right, it's hold like, on. Now i got to wait for the run out. You can turn the volume down, but it's still there. It's still, it's like, right, it's still there. You can hear that long run out. So you could use it for some really just ethereal textural stuff. Mm-hmm. There, I was keeping with like you know part of the uh, the D triad and just going down the scale right there mm-hmm. um, over the top of it, which you could easily use over any singer songwriter song yeah. or any indie song or pop song. And then you can also, if you want to, just get kind of nuts and you want to just do sort of like some rock and roll pentatonic stuff. Maybe, you know, your whole band is crescendoing and you just want to add a lot of textual stuff. You can just. So if you did that at twice speed or you want to do a. Had another level and another depth to your playing mm-hmm. um, that you wouldn't have with the dry tone. You, you would know? just slam in this wall of reverb. If you're going for a wall of reverb sound, you yes, know? absolutely. I completely agree. Like a big ending 
noise. Yeah, and sometimes what happens is you want some of that texture and that crescendo that you get from a reverb. But what happens is is like, you know, if you have somebody already playing, like I said earlier, a G, C, and a D, you'll muddy the sound a lot if you just hit it with that wall of reverb like you're talking mm-hmm. about. But if you if you have a delay, and in this case, a little reverb, just a little, again, we're not mm-hmm. just using the reverb, which is the whole point of this, is that then you can you can do some little things that have a really big sound, which can be overwhelming, as we've all heard before in any live setting. So what we're going to do right now, just to get a little tonal difference, Ian's going to switch up his guitar. He's oh. going to go from some humbuckers to maybe a single coil. Yes, I think that'd be the natural next move. Just right? to get a little tonal difference to see how the carbon copy would react with different kind of pickups. Yeah, I think so. And I think our listeners would want to hear that too. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, um, now I'm going to go from a Gibson 2016 ES339, Austin's beautiful Gibson, which you can see on our Instagram um, or Twitter. And now I think I'm going to switch to probably a Fender Stratocaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the year of it. Austin, could you tell us a little bit about the Strat I'm uh, about to switch me, to? Let me see the serial number. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. A 2016 American Professional Series Strat. So we're going to run through some single coil tone. And then we're going to remain at the setting we're at right now. And work our way backwards to the slap again. And then after that, we're going to mess with the modulation on it. Yep. Again, this is a 2016, we believe, American Fender Stratocaster Pro Series mm-hmm. in a nice, kind of nice icy blue, I would yeah. say. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. it's a beautiful guitar, and we're going to give you some single coil tones, so here we go. Nice run out on that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You can hear the clarity a lot better with the single coils. Yeah. Yes. Is that yeah. just me? No, it's not you at all. I, and and a lot of people would say, well, yeah, no duh. That's the difference between a single yeah. and humbucker. But I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree that humbuckers are always muddier. Some people use that word muddy. Describe humbuckers. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, I don't know. I've heard muddy or noisy and I don't. Mm-hmm agree with that generally but in this case for sure with the single coil there's much more clarity mm-hmm. to the the run out and i wonder if it's just because there's less distortion it's not pushing the amp as much i don't know yeah the output is a little quieter than what the humbucker would be ah nice so you is know. that sonically what is going on there since you're more of an expert in that sense than i am i mean it's, I'm not... it basically we're, we there's less output so you're able to hear more clarity yeah maybe it's not pushing the input into the pedal a little bit harder or like pushing the amp a lot harder yeah you know because we aren't breaking up as we were when we were doing the humbuckers absolutely and the humbuckers have a different output level than what a single coil would yes you know? and and for the record i would say i was playing a little harder on the Gibson, maybe than I was on a Strat. Understandable. Um, normally, I'll pick up my Gibson when I rock out. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have a semi-hollow 339 or 335 or anything like that, so I'm not as used to, um, I would say, the touchiness and the and the tone of it, you know, in a way where maybe I was driving it a little more than I am with the single coil, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But with that said, still my fingers, still similar chord styles and riff Mm -hmm. so i moved the settings back to the second setting that we had before after the slap Mm -hmm. and we're just going to hear that one with single coils instead of humbuckers okay let's see what we think about that yeah let's do that Mm -hmm. 
I like this pedal so much more with the single coils. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of do too. And I and I feel like there's always room in my heart. Some people are not this way. There's always room in my heart for humbuckers and single coils. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I would choose single coils. Oh, yeah. For me, I tend to like a lot of the textural stuff like delay and reverb and phase and all that better on a single coil because of how it reads the single coil or mm -hmm. i'm not sure if that's the proper terminology but there's a way in which like uh, effects like phase or delay or reverb for me mm -hmm. sound much better on a single coil than they do a humbucker and although you know i i enjoy my gibson when it comes to really thick overdriven tones or fuzz tones i tend to go strat when it comes to phaser or a reverb, or something a lot more textural and mm -hmm. ethereal, if you will, something more soundscapey. And mm -hmm. I, and I wonder if that's just because the sound single coil sounds better. Ooh, right! Shots fired! Shots fired! Yeah. And and I don't even know. I'm just thinking of that now as you bring it up. I mean, maybe that's why I always choose that instead. Mm -hmm. That's a fantastic question of the day. That's a good one. Should that be our question of the day? Yeah. So, folks question of the day is what do you think sounds better and what do you prefer single coils or humbuckers when feeding into a time-based effect all right so moving on let's let's mess with the modulation yeah let's yeah, do it i'm gonna pop on the modulation same setting let's just hear what that sounds like yeah sounds great i'm also gonna turn up the mix a little bit so you can hear hear a little bit more a little more predominantly yeah yeah why not right <laughs> What about an A major? Yeah, the That's modulation cool. the is modulation really nice is on pretty that. cool. Because you instantly, even just just subconsciously, I wanted to go much more Pink Floydy, much mm. more psychedelic, mm -hmm. much more soundscapey and 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 dreamy, and it it autumn it just instantly inspires a different sound. Yeah, it really does, and I feel like it kind of glues together the delays a little bit more. Yeah, I almost. I wouldn't say prefer it with the modulation on, mm -hmm. but I think it adds like a, a richness to the tone that you don't get there without it actually. Yeah. But then the, uh, you know, on the flip side of that coin is that you might want it to be really crispy and really clean. Mm -hmm. If you're playing over some reggae or some simple pop music, you might not want Modulated. any of that modulation. Yeah. Um, you might want it to be very, very straightforward. Let's try for the final one. Let's go down to like a low delay, not quite a slapback, but if mm -hmm. we were to play around in that area of on the pedal, like yeah. the, the, the lower amount of delay with the modulation. And then I think from there, we're going to crank it all the way up with the modulation on, mm -hmm. see what happens. Get weird. Get weird. And then might have another question of the day for you guys. It'd be two questions of the day. So ladies and gentlemen, we've got the lower amount of delay. Here's a G major for you. Ooh, it's fun. <laughs> Do a C now.
that's some white boy reggae <laughs> for you there. <laughs> not even quite reggae, I'm not sure. But just, you know, wanted to go toward that style just to give you a, an idea of the delay mm-hmm. and the run out. And, and also the mod, I mean, really you hear a lot of modulation You can really hear the modulation on that. on that. Yeah. Like here we'll get a just like a, like a. You can really hear it ring yeah. out. So let's do. Can you just give me a, a quick slap on whatever, and then I'll do one with modulation, and then turn modulation off. Yeah. So we're gonna do one more. You can really hear the modulation. And this is gonna be with modulation off. So you can hear how much how much cleaner that is. There isn't that almost like tape deck style warble. I think it's time to get weird with this pedal. I think so. So what we're going to do right now, we're just going to slam the regeneration on it. Right. I'm going to use the delay time and the mix knob to control the volume and the pitch of the oscillation. Okay, sounds perfect. And we're going to keep that module, or we're going to pop the modulation on once we've demoed it without the modulation. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to annoy your neighbors, that's that's, that's the way to do that's it. That's the setting for that's annoying the setting your neighbors. For that. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to ruin your own ears, play yes. around with the pedal like that and leave your volume very loud on your amp, and mm-hmm. you'll have a fun time ruining your ears. Yeah, you can ruin your amp and your neighbors <laughs> and your ears. <laughs> uh, it's happened to me many times, many times. unknowingly. So uh, now so, we're going to pop on the modulation. Yes. Do the same thing. Have a little See fun what with it. Yeah. It's cool because I'm not playing anything. And we already are producing this from the pedal, so this is Austin just just playing with with I guess the white noise coming out of the pedal. That's cool. So, as you can tell, you can have way too much fun with that, and you can spend hours annoying your neighbors. Um, yeah, and 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 in my opinion, if you when you can go that crazy with a pedal, I think there's hours and hours of fun that could be had mm-hmm. um, with that type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. so if not for the simple effect itself, mm-hmm. you could buy this pedal for all sorts of textural fun and weird noises you can have yeah. with it. Um, you know, you can put it on an experimental album and just yeah, play the pedal without even like having that. the guitar. Or you, you can open up a show with that. <laughs> you could. You really could. You absolutely could. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. You could even have a breakdown in the middle of a song like that. I've seen, uh, I think it was Joe Russo's Almost Dead with Tom Hamilton from the American Babies playing, who's also been involved in projects like, um, ooh, Brothers Past. Sorry, I was forgetting. Anyways, he plays in J-Rad and he used his delay pedal for a very similar thing in the middle of one of their jams just to add all sorts of fun textures and noises and sounds to mm-hmm. this sort of 
sonic breakdown they were going through in the middle of a song. And I think you can even use it in that way. Um, it's just really the only limit is how creative you want to get. Yeah. And so that pretty much concludes the demo for the day. I think um, it does. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we're always interested in what you have to say. So share with us your comments, your concerns, your questions about the MXR carbon mm -hmm. copy delay on one of our social media channels. Right now we have Instagram and Twitter. Send us an email at stompboxpod at gmail.com or just DM Austin Asvenonda or Sonic Garage Elixirs. <laughs> we'll be glad to take your question too. Um, and this doesn't mean just because we reviewed it we couldn't come back to this pedal later. So if for some reason we get a great question, or someone wants to hear something specific with the pedal, we could come back and mm -hmm. do a whole nother podcast. Yeah. So, you know, feel free to hit us up. And what we're going to do is on Fusion Fridays, we're going to combine a lot of different pedals together. And I'm sure this is going to come back around. Completely. We're going to for sure do some type of carbon copy into whatever. Absolutely. You know, you can pair delay with virtually anything. So I'm sure we will end up Doing, doing just something. that. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so that brings us to a point where normally we'll just talk a little bit or we'll have a question of the day. We already asked you one, mm -hmm. but what was the question of the day? Oh yeah. Let's, let's review. Let's recap it. So the question of the day is what do you think sounds better slash what would you use? That's right. A, a single coil or a yeah. humbucker guitar for a carbon copy delay or for a delay in general because we found in the process of doing this podcast that the single mm -hmm. coil tends to respond better to the delay pedal mm -hmm. and not that the humbucker doesn't but that it somewhat muddies the runouts in mm -hmm. a way that the single coil doesn't and so let us know what you're what you think and what you use mm -hmm. and i think that brings us to the second question of the day which is oh boy do you know who George Trips is? Do you know Way Huge Pedals? We want to know. I wanted to know. As I was reading this history about the carbon copy delay, and I saw that he was really heavily involved in it, it just made me wonder, do people know who George Trips is? I didn't know. Yeah. Until see, Ian said something? I have no idea who that is. Yeah, and I think he just deserves more recognition mm -hmm. in the guitar world for all all that he's done. Because not even I knew he was that involved in MXR. And really, the he was involved in the revival of MXR. You mm -hmm. know, And so a lot of people know him through Way Huge. Um, but, like I did, but not at all through MXR. And I just think he uh, deserves a little more spotlight for that. You know, I think it, we can all thank him for keeping MXR alive, mm -hmm. him and his team too. Not that he was the only one that worked on it. So thank you to those people on his team as well. But let us know. Do you know who George Trips is? And if you don't, follow him at Trips on Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Did you look him up? Yeah, I actually have wow. followed him myself for probably like a year now. Wow. And, and I just, I found him through um, some Grateful Dead related uh, musicians mm -hmm. and uh, just some way huge pedal fanatics. Um, I know John Mayer is like a big vintage way huge collector. He is. Um, yeah, I just learned that like a month ago, which is cool because, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know why it's cool. I was just saying that. It's cool because it's John Mayer. It's cool because it's John Mayer. As you guys can right. see the trend in every episode, we have mentioned John Mayer. So if you somehow know John Mayer. We're going to keep a count of episodes gone without mentioning John Mayer. <laughs> He's probably going to get ruined every episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was about to say his name again. John Mayer? John Mayer. I just need to get it out. John Mayer, John Mayer, John Mayer. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, folks. If you don't like John Mayer... What do you like? Yeah. If you don't like John Mayer, you're caught up in a level of egotism with your musicianship. Because you're still in a phase where you look at people who are better than you. And you say to yourself, screw that guy. He's not that good. He not good. <laughs> he not. He not good. He not that good. <laughs> but you you say to yourself, he's not that good. And and the reality is, he is. He's played with just about every legend under the sun through throughout different styles too. You know, he goes from playing with Alicia Keys to Dead and Company to his solo mm -hmm. tour 
mm-hmm. to Crossroads with Clapton. I think if you listen to our first episode, it's the I, same thing. I think it's, we did I, the same thing. I think we did the same thing we, for we, at least twenty minutes. We got to back out, folks. Yeah, we got to back out. We're out. So well, that should uh, that should do it for the MXR Carbon Copy. Uh, my name is Austin. And my name's Ian. And again, if you want to find out any upcoming information on the release of our podcast or you know, any information about our podcast in general, mm-hmm. please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email us at stompboxpod at gmail.com. But other than that, that brings us to the end of our show. Yeah, and please let us know what you think. Yes, we like always to hear want to hear any what- sort of criticism. Good. Any information is good, good or bad. Yes. Um. So Ian's gonna write us out here with a sick ass outro, and I'm just gonna mess with delay as he does. So let's enjoy, it, folks. <laughs>